Last year, Dr. Tamina Ali, who was awarded Family Physician of the Year by the B.C. College of Family Physicians back in 2020, went on record as expressing concern she may have to leave her practice if the health care system did not improve. Well, we've had an improvement. The Minister of Health, Adrian Dix, just this week uh, announcing a new doctor payment model has come into effect. It was actually unveiled last October. It's the Longitudinal Family Physician Payment model. And here to talk more about it is the doc who said she might have to leave. She's still here. Dr. Tamina Ali is on the line. Good morning, doc, and welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you along with us, Tamina. Tell us why you were on the cusp at one point, not too long ago, of uh, hitting the bricks and, and walking away. Well, I think I was reaching a a breaking point like many of my colleagues between the stress of COVID that has affected absolutely all of us Mm -hmm. and the extra strain that put on me and my practice and then actually getting COVID and uh, trying to balance uh, working sick remotely and taking care of my patients and looking at the finances and my books and seeing that uh, continuing to provide the care in the manner I wanted to to my patients giving them time and being thorough and following up things as things needed to be was no longer economically viable. And so if things weren't going to change, I would have to make the really, really hard-wrought decision of leaving a long-tunnel family practice. So now, uh, as I read the numbers, and I should never do live math on the radio, but uh, as I read the numbers, it will provide an annual increase of well over $100,000 based on the new targets and the new reality, at least acknowledging the number of patients doctors can see and the amount of time each patient gets, those sorts of things. Is that, uh, is that a reasonable assessment? That's the hope, and that's the um, reasonable kind of estimate we make. None of us are going to know until we uh, see some numbers after the fact. But ultimately, a lot of the work that I do, and all of us who started billing the model this week, you know, started to recognize it, has been... um, extremely essential non-clinical work. So yesterday, even though I was catching up on administrative work and not seeing patients in the clinic, I still had a couple of hours of work to catch up on over the week. That before was unpaid. Um, And also keeping in mind that the work that I do administrative-wise, whether it's ordering some tests or follow-ups, all generate work for my staff to follow up on. So before it was work that was unpaid and then led to staff work that I had to pay my staff to follow up on. Um, So it wasn't a a process that could continue to be um, paid for off my uh, fee-for-service billings. And so this new process, not only is it going to pay for my time, it's also much simpler. There's 11 fee codes compared to hundreds in Ah. the fee-for-service guide. So for a new doctor coming to practice, not only are they trying to navigate how do I take care of my patients, how do I get used to this um, process of being a real doctor and establishing my practice, how do I bill for it, how do I pay my staff? This is a much, much, much simpler model for doctors to start into. There's also an element of bureaucracy involved with being a family physician, as you are required to keep records of all of those uh, meetings and, and uh, 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 patient visits and the, uh, the, the subject matter discussed and all the rest of it. 
it. And I can recall my family doctor, when there was a, a change several years ago, he would, about halfway through the 15 minutes we had eligible, uh, he would turn to his computer and he would continue talking to me, but he would be looking at his screen and he'd be entering data as we were talking. And I mean, I got a little honked off about that because I like eye contact and I only get 15 minutes with the guy in the first place. And now he's being a clerk instead of being my doctor. And it, it was, he did it because it kind of helped him move things along more quickly. But that, does that drive you nuts? Well, I think it's a balance. I mean, I, I book 15-minute appointments, but really the goal is to spend um, it might not be all 15 minutes, depending on the patient, because after that appointment, there can be multiple minutes depending on extra work to do afterwards. So either you build that into your day or you do it at the end of the day. And so for many physicians, that means you end seeing patients at 5 o'clock, you put your kids to bed and make dinner, um, probably the reverse order. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the evening, you're on your computer catching up on all the paperwork, um, to say that we need to create a, a, a plan and a service that makes patients comfortable. And ultimately, if it's, you know, too much staring in the computer screen, that's something we can work on. But ultimately, family medicine and medicine in general involves data. And that's looking at your previous results, mm-hmm. um, stuff that we need to order. And the bureaucracy, as you mentioned, has increased substantially. Um, from when I started 20 years ago, the level of forms to do one simple procedure, for example, trying to organize a blood transfusion for my patient took like 11 pages of paperwork to complete and I still missed one. Mm. So then I get another fact saying you missed this page and you have to complete it. Not only does it take time, it delays patient care. And so we're hoping not only will this fee model change things up for family doctors, it will also incentivize the government to try to decrease that burden of administrative forms um, that they ask physicians to complete on an increasing basis. Doctor, is it true that a doctor is only allowed to see a patient for one medical issue at a time? If I've got a a, a pain in my leg and a diabetes meeting, It's got to be one or the other. You can't do both. Well, it's a balance about agenda setting and time. So there is no rule that states that. But what it comes down to is having that conversation at the beginning of the meeting and saying, hey, what are all the things you're hoping to um, get through today? Let's figure out what we have time for. It's not necessarily that we're trying to skimp on how many things we cover. It's a recognition that we have uh, appointment times and we want to try to run on schedule. So just like when I go to see my hairdresser, If I have time booked for a haircut and at the last minute I decide, can you also do my color and some highlights, she's not going to have booked enough time to do all that. So there's a balance of trying to cover as much as we can in the time allotted, um, but certainly there is no rule. But I think physicians over time have had to adapt based on the fee-for-service model on how can they cover, see as many patients, provide access so patients can make appointments in a timely manner, and also be able to cover their overhead. Dr. Ali, we're delighted that you are pleased with the uh, outcome of all of these negotiations and that there is a new doctor pay agreement on the table and that you're going to stick around. We desperately need you. And we're very grateful for your joining us this morning as well. 
Thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited that I'll be able to continue doing the work I love for decades to come, and more importantly, that I'll have more colleagues joining me doing this work so that when I am finally ready to retire decades from now, there'll be ready family doctors um, happily taking over my care so that my patients will always receive seamless, comprehensive primary care Thanks that every to- British Columbian deserves. Thanks very much, Tamina. We appreciate it. We'll talk again. Okay, bye-bye now.